Queer Business Success, the podcast for LGBTQIA business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, caregivers, and the allies who love our community. We tell the stories of why our businesses were formed, who we serve, our challenges and successes, and we offer sound advice to our fellow queer entrepreneurs. Our hope is to inspire, enlighten, and highlight the services that our LGBTQIA businesses and allies offer. If we can do this, so can you. We believe that we need more LGBTQIA business owners, not only for our community, but for a better world. Here's our host, Anne-Marie Zanza. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Zanzel, and welcome back to another episode of Queer Business Success. I am so excited to welcome Bridget Murphy to the show today. Bridget is a transformational healing catalyst and equity coach. She helps people who tried a million alternative modalities to heal themselves naturally and through spiritual practices. Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Happy to be here. So what is the name of your business, by the way? I didn't say that in the in the intro. And tell me a little bit about your business and what you do. Sure. The name, the official name of my business on the books is called Spirit Works Healing Arts. Mm-hmm. I'm transitioning to just using my name, um, mm-hmm. but officially it's Spirit Works Healing Arts. And that name came to me years before I knew I was going to have a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, working at a retail shop somewhere. And I thought, if I ever have a business, Spirit Works would be a great name for it because Mm -hmm. I work a lot in in conjunction with the helping forces, the sacred forces, spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And the work that I do isn't really just me doing the work, it's Mm -hmm. the help of spirit. And so Spirit Works uh, would be a great name. And years later, when I was creating my business and figuring out a name, I realized you already have a name you came up with it years ago. Mm-hmm. So you must have, for someone to embrace the spiritual side of life, you must have had a, quite a spiritual journey. Would you be, would you share a little bit about us to us with us, excuse me, with us uh, a little bit about your spiritual journey and how you got to develop your business spirit, spirit works. Yes. I, I believe my spiritual journey started when I was a child mm-hmm. and it continued on through my uh, adolescence, my young adulthood. And so, yeah, it really started when I was a child. I can trace my experiences back to when I was a toddler. Mm-hmm. And I think that what is most relevant is when I was a teenager, I remember At the age of 17, I was having um, emotional and mental crisis and tumult, as teenagers often do. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And alongside that, or at the same time as that was happening, I woke up one day with a really strong knowing there was a problem on the planet and there was too much violence on the planet. Things were really wrong and I needed to step up and be of service to help the planet. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, I started to find my spiritual roots through mm-hmm. um, meditation and metaphysical practices, through um, drumming and music, 
and mm-hmm. my spiritual path really started to take form and kind of led me. I kind of followed a trail uh, based mm-hmm. on my intuition and based on the teachers that I was drawn to and that were drawn toward me. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been on that journey ever since. So what type of teachers were you drawn to? Yeah, I was drawn to uh, African drumming teachers. I was mm-hmm. drawn to shamanic teachers mm-hmm. and also to... Um, teachers who um, shared a variety of healing techniques and modalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What healing techniques and modalities? Reiki. Mm -hmm. um, IET. Mm -hmm. What is IET, Bridget? Integrated energy therapy. Okay. It was popular in, I think, the 90s. Okay. Um, What else? Hypnosis. Um, I, I was... I was trained in a variety of different different practices, and some mm-hmm. of them stuck, and some of them kind of faded to the background. Well, we tend to use the things that are most aligned with who we are. Yeah. You know, and how we feel, what we feel comfortable. A lot of us have been trained in a lot of different modalities and have learned lots of things along the way. But I think for most of us, we sort of stick with our tried and true in what we know works. And and it, it may work because it's just a combination of, of the modality and who we are as human beings. And so I, I, I you know, we all learn a lot of stuff. But like, for example, <clears throat> I was trained as a grief counselor. And although I use lots of lots of tools from that, I don't particularly do grief counseling like anymore, just because it's I'm it, it's hard work, and I you know I just didn't want to be with people who are grieving full time anymore. And 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 there are other people that it just aligns with them really lovely, you know. So can you tell me a little bit? What is, you said shamanic healer, what it like, you know, we hear about those things, but you know, if someone's listening to this and they're like, what is she talking about? What does that mean? Yeah. So, um, I want to first start by saying that there is a difference between, uh, traditional lineage shamanism mm-hmm. and contemporary shamanism. Mm-hmm. I practice contemporary shamanism. Mm-hmm. So the, the practices and the principles of shamanism apply whether you are in a traditional lineage practiced or a contemporary one. Mm-hmm. And a shaman or a shamanic practitioner communicates with the spirit world and brings back information to help a person, to help a community, to help uh, a planet, the planet. And the goal is to restore power. So mm-hmm. in a nutshell, that's what that's what shamanic practice is all about. And if we were to get a little into the into the roots and into the nuts and bolts, a shamanic practitioner uh, works in conjunction with their own spiritual helpers to help a person to bring their energy back to them from places that it has gone or from traumatic experiences where their parts of them have fragmented. Mm-hmm. So that's... I've- yeah. I've actually worked with a shamanic healer once and she was fabulous. I mean, it was it what she healed me. I mean, I can't 
And I honestly, I'll be really honest. I can't remember what we were working on. Um, I have like everybody, I've got tons of trauma. Um, so, but whatever, she, whatever, isn't that amazing? I can't even remember what it is, Bridget. Like I, I can't remember what it was, but I just remember after we were done, she comes from Mexican descent. After we were done, I was like healed of something that had been a force in my life forever. And what is blowing my mind right now? I mean, I really can't remember what we worked on. And I don't know if that's, if that's not a proof of healing, I don't know what is, you know, I mean, I probably could figure it out, but it's like, it doesn't just pop up like that. So when your clients come to you, first of all, who is your ideal client? Who are you, who are you feel most called to serve? Oh, you know, I, I feel called, that's an interesting question because I have a couple of different arenas. But that's okay. That can help people. Yeah, yeah. I feel called to help people who have tried many other modalities and have done all of the self-help and self-development work that, that you're supposed to do and still their the shift hasn't occurred their energy hasn't changed they are still hurting and still suffering from whatever it is mm -hmm. and so that might be somebody who has a physical ailment that they cannot heal or mm -hmm. create a change in their body for that might be an emotional mental or spiritual situation that they have but most of my people have tried all the things they're usually very well versed in energy work and mode and healing modalities and this type of work provides an angle and a vantage point that is not accessed from other modalities so i love to help people who essentially cannot get help anywhere else Okay. So you're, so these people, and, and as you said, people, they're people that really are familiar with the language of this world and of, of like the spiritual healing world and have tried other modalities and things Often. like that. Yes. Yes. If somebody's a brand newbie and are, is like, Hey, I'm really intrigued about this. How would you spread How would you explain all this to a novice? Yeah. I think it would depend on depend on where they're at. I usually mm -hmm. try to find a reference point that people understand within their own psyche or their own cultural background to explain. And I guess just off the cuff, the short of it is there are times in our lives where we lose power and energy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's from trauma. Sometimes it's from a car accident. Sometimes it's from being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Depending on how our being translates uh, that loss of power, it leaves an imprint on us that leaves us lacking or searching or not able to heal ourselves because a piece of us is missing. Mm -hmm. and so what I do is I help people to figure out what is missing and bring it back so that they have the energy that they need to keep going. That's amazing. And I also understand about finding that missing piece is super important for healing because until you find that missing piece, a lot of times it's really difficult to healing because it can still, it can affect you in a number of ways that oftentimes we're not aware of. What's the biggest challenge of all this? Challenge. Of, yeah. Of doing this type of work. The biggest challenge is that I want to make the biggest impact that I can. And mm -hmm. so I don't want to just 
heal people. I don't mm-hmm. believe someone can heal. I believe we right. they, yeah. I want to teach people how to go into the spaces and the places that they can heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And that takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So one of the challenges for me is that people are not used to investing the amount of time that's necessary to really make a big change in their life. I think that mm-hmm. is one of the biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's scary, right? Yeah. When we're we're on the precipice of making a big change, you know, there's a book called The Leap. Have you read that book? It's um, if you haven't, I can't remember who the author big is. Leap. Gay Hendricks. Yeah, the ba- the big leap. Yeah. Yes. And it might be nice to revisit that, but like the big leap is really like it like it first of all, it's really interesting. If you think about that book, they talk about people who have a spiritual awakening awakening that occurs spontaneously. And then there's people that something happens and they have a big awakening or a spiritual awakening. It also talks about how it can be a temporary state or it can be like a permanent state. You know, there are some people, it sounds like, you know, it's interesting when you were talking about 17 and waking up one day, and saying, I'm meant to heal the world. I'm meant to do this work. That's almost like a spontaneous one. It wasn't anything traumatic happened or anything like this, This, but you had this spontaneous awakening and you're like, I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life, which is pretty phenomenal for somebody 17, if you think about it. Yes. Yeah. And I look at it as um, the world needs a lot of healing and mm-hmm. the universe wanted me to get started right quick when I was young because mm-hmm. there wasn't much time to waste. <laughs> right. So what are you most proud of with your business? Like, or with yourself or your life? I mean, but what are you most proud of? I think I'm most proud of the fact that I was able to learn what I needed to learn to be the entrepreneur that Mm -hmm. I need to be, that I never wanted to be Mm -hmm. so that I could make a living with my gifts and continue to share them and reach more people. Mm -hmm. I went and got the skills um, when other people would have given up. I went and I learned and did all of the work that I needed Mm -hmm. to, to learn how to really make a business out of this Mm -hmm. in a good way, in a way that feels aligned with my heart and my values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm proud of that for sure. Okay. So both of us have been coaches and have done this work for a while. Let's have a real conversation for our listeners today about entrepreneurship in the spiritual realm space. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I think that sometimes people think that there's this like, like, you know, they, they see thing online in which, you know, become a coach and write this one post and 35 people will come running for you and you, they'll, you can charge them each $10,000 and they'll all pay it. That Bridget and I are here to tell you that is not how it works. And we're just being honest out of love because it is a lot of work to be a spiritual entrepreneur. And I would love for you to share with some of us, some with our listeners, like, and I'll be happy to share too. Like, what is some of the work that somebody who is new in this field wouldn't even, wouldn't know until you've done it? People are not going to pour out of the woodwork because you're doing what you meant, you're meant to do. Yes. 
people are not going to readily hand over their money mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just because you have a gift and you're good mm-hmm. at um, the gift. I think that's important. I mm-hmm. think that um, it's important to know that we really have to learn how to provide value for potential customers as spiritual as we are, as spiritual mm-hmm. as they are, mm-hmm. as spiritual as it all is. Um, that does not mean that people are going to understand and be ready to invest in mm-hmm. their own healing. So we have to provide value. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, you mentioned it earlier is that I think that when you are doing deep self work, it's not a three month program. <laughs> it, it takes a while and there's ups and there's downs and there's times when you're really engaged with it. And then there's times where you're like, I just need a break from this. I would say my own self work has been going on now for over 20 years. I started when I was about 39 and which was perfectly appropriate because I was in midlife and that's when people start doing the work oftentimes. Bridget was a little younger, but people start doing that work when they're 39 or, you know, in midlife, which is 35 to 55, maybe 60. What I have realized is that there are people for us at certain times of our lives that are perfect. And then sometimes we outgrow our teachers or it's just time to move on. That's what I have found in this business. I also have found I have gotten to such a really wonderful spiritual place about when people, you know, whether people buy or not, I, I have, what I've learned to do is let it go. You know, I, I really, literally, I think a really good way to doing this when someone doesn't buy, you know, that you're expecting to buy or someone, it's like nurturing, you're just nurturing them. And that is part of the process. And also too, you know, yes, there's ways to learn sales, sales, you know, good ways to do sales and stuff like that. It is a business. The spiritual world is a business. And I think that a lot of times, people don't realize that. Like I really worked on learning how to do sales the last several months because it is something that I know that if as a spiritual practitioner, as somebody who's in this line of work, that I have to I have to become better at because I really know who I want to serve. And I know that I have the gifts for the world. But I also know that if somebody doesn't buy, I don't take anything personally. (laughs) And that's one of the things about working in this world is to really learn not to take anything personally. You know, that's what I have found. Yes. So many times when something doesn't go the way we'd like it to, or if it appears that we failed, we do take it personally. We feel like we did something wrong. Mm -hmm. Really, the circumstances just didn't align in the way that we wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost sort of, you know, I always talk about the universe, but, but I love the term in alignment because sometimes we think we have control and we really don't. We honestly don't have control of much in this life. And so like we can do, we can show up and do everything we're supposed to do for our business. And yet sometimes things don't align and that's okay. And some people will just say, okay, I'm done. And then others, uh, others of us will be like, you know what? 
I've got to go back and look at this and figure out how to serve people in a different way. You know, and both and not both you and I are in the cusp of doing that now. You're thinking about serving people in a different way. I'm I've started that adventure. And and I also think it was I'm really proud of myself because I really listened to myself and said, I can't do what I was doing anymore because it I've grown and I've changed and it just doesn't fit who I am. Yes, I think that yeah. our evolution we need to evolve. Yeah. And when you're in a spiritual business you don't have a lot of um, opportunity to like take a break. So mm -hmm. you work on yourself, you have to work on yourself and offer what you offer and mm -hmm. continue to move forward, which can be tricky, I think. Yeah. And, and also too, when you're a solopreneur, like uh, Bridget and I, a lot of times you don't have the time to do that because you are making a living. And, and so how to balance all that? I think there'd be a great book to write. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Somebody wrote a step-by-step -step for me. <laughs> Everybody wants a step-by-step -step for that. But the, unfortunately, the reality is, is we have to learn from our mistakes. <laughs> so what would be your one piece of advice for somebody who is thinking about going into the coaching profession as somebody who's been doing this a while? Oh, my piece of advice would be make sure you have help. Mm -hmm. sure that you have a, either a coach or a program that you that's guiding you. Mm -hmm. Everything is not just going to fall into place. The universe mm -hmm. is not going to provide everything that you need just because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So get some mm -hmm. help and mm -hmm. be willing to be willing to um, continue to receive help mm -hmm. move forward. Yeah. And because the world needs your gifts. And so sometimes we know how, like, so for example, I was talking about sales. I know how to take care of people. I have no problem with that, but the business side of things I needed help with. And so that's when I went and I, and I did exactly what Bridget said. I hired a coach and who is helping me with those things. And it's been really, it's actually really cool because I'm learning things that I've never learned before. And also as somebody who's post 50, um, it's nice to to build some neural, neural pathways in my brain because I'm learning something that has not, I've always been in the caregiving professions. So it's a different type of learning. And this is more the business side of running a spiritual business. And I really appreciated it. So I love that piece of advice, Bridget. So how can people find you? Oh, under my name, uh, across all the boards, BridgetMurphy.com for a website, Bridget Murphy Healing on Instagram. Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, mm -hmm. yeah, Bridget Murphy or Bridget Murphy Healing. Well, thank you so much today. And thank you for joining me again for another conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Queer Business Success, the podcast that highlights LGBTQIA plus businesses. New episodes are published regularly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other listening platforms. Wherever you're listening, take a moment to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Are you an entrepreneur who's also queer? Want to share some of your wisdom and experience with the rest of us? We'd love to have you on the show. Just click the link in the show notes to apply to be a guest. Until next time, queer friends and allies, keep taking care of business.